Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Good to be back, chaps. Yes. I'll tell you who else is back. Our good friends at Manscaped. Heroes they are. Bloody heroes. heroes. The, yes, the leaders in men's grooming are uh, supporting us once again. And the back with the 4.0. It sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds incredible. It sounds as though you could cut the lawn with it. Yeah. Right. Mind your fucking balls. Sort your package out with the Manscaped 4.0 performance package. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! Oh, I wasn't expecting no, that. No, I don't know where I came from. That's what Manscaped does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can join the 2 million other men. That's 4 million pristine testicles, that. Two million. Well men. worked out. Yeah. Well, Is yours pristine? Oh, well, no, because I lost it, didn't I? No, oh, you did. I lost it. I left it in one of hotels when we were doing a doing a podcast. So oh, yeah. Colin the caretaker, uh, Premier in Pafelli. He's looking at the home. Julie? He didn't really, he don't realise how lucky a day he had, does he? Cut for this, Julie. You know, Jesus. He could have found some of his wallet with 300 quid in, but it's for no, your manscape. my manscape. Loads of hairs. He found my manscape. But you can join the over 2 million and the 4 million testicles by going to www.manscape.com, getting on the performance package and putting in the code COSH20. Do you know what the performance package comes with? There it is in the little bag. I'll show you now, Chrissy. It comes with the lawnmower 4.0. Yes, to give that clinical cut around the testicles. No nips, no cuts. Yes, she smooth. is. You can just go wild on the nuggets with that. Oh, I'm glad you've... There's a bit of debris on the... I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you've left them airs on there for us, Matthew. <laughs> Very much appreciated. An easy ride from the gooch to the shaft. It is a comfortable shaft. it all off. No. Who's been using that? <laughs> Look at the state of that there. Not only... Comes in handy, by the way. You get, you get the weed like whacker, today. which is for the nose, and, yeah. the, and the lug holes. And it does Fantastic work on my nose. for the ears, for the nose. It works on mine, so it'll work on, it'll anything. Work on anything. Tried and tested. And then once you've done that, the... Um, deodorant. The does deodorant, come in handy. Yes, the Crop Preserver, ball deodorant. Yeah. And the Crop Reviver, ball toner. So, Get out of them creases. Nobody you know, likes like, a rinky sack. You know, like when you go to the... Uh, you know when you go to the barbers and you ask for number one or number two? Yeah. You can do it on here. What's your preference, John? Oh, oh I'm down to the wood. I'm, I'm, I'm the big dog. Down I'm, to the I'm down to the wood. <laughs> Literally. So, so if you, yeah, down to the warm wood. So if you want it a little bit longer or a little bit shorter, it's available. Mm. And two free gifts come with it as well. That's your boxer shorts and your little bag. 
Which is nice, isn't it? I've upgraded that to my number one wash bag. But uh, get the 20% off with a code COST20. All you've got to do, go to www.manscape.com, put in the code COST20, you get 20% off. Waterproof as well, Mm -hmm. by the way. So do you do it shower? Yeah. Or if you're out on a night out, you've got your wash bag with you, you get lucky, back alley, raining, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Tidy it up. (laughs) Just imagine that. Just just wait the eight minutes, sweetheart. What the fuck's he doing here? Polishing them up afterwards with your ball preservers. Happy days. It'll be the best alleyway sex she's ever mm. had. But yes, get your 20% off when you go to www.manscape.com and put in the code COST20. Yeah. Very well. You? Yes, I'm good. You're right, lads. Nice t-shirt, Chris. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah. One of my mum's specials these for Christmas. They don't know what get. Oh, he likes Captain Morgan. He likes, I thought it was he a free proper rum. I'll get. I'll get him a Captain Morgan t-shirt. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it came with a bottle of it. No. So no. nice. Yeah, I tell you why I'm tired because I've been golfing today all day, right? And then. I'm just sat on the uh, on the toilet this morning, just before the the round starts, and I get a message saying, "Can we record an intro for today's podcast?" Yeah, we were meant to be uh, we meant to do it last week, but we got kicked out of a venue, didn't we? So yeah, here we are, last minute again. So we've had all week we've had all weekend to do it, but no. Well, I but, forgot. I, I didn't realise we were playing golf today. So, but Baldy decides to tell us the morning of a golf day. We've got. Some work to do tonight. So, do you have a good good round, good day yeah. golf? We're off at Walkins Brilliant, were it for the charity and everything? It certainly was, mate. Yeah, good round actually. I wasn't the best. I started like a house on fire, then uh, tired very quickly. Hey, oh, did I ever tell you about Sean Sutledge with the golf? No. Oh. I think you know if you were there. Yeah, go. I'm. I think yeah, it's starting to ring a bell. So we we having like a Preston golf day, right? Shawnson Ledger never played golf in his life, so we're playing at a, a decent course home at Lytham Way, right? Mm-hmm. I think uh, Fairhaven, I think it was called. It was Cal's, Cal's uh, course. Now, with that posh, we had a starter, right, who starts you off on the first tee. So, Ledge pulls up in his R8, like an aeroplane, right? So, he's not got any gear, Ledge. So, what no, he does is... Just, nothing. No clubs, no clothing, nothing. No, nothing to do with golf, right? We don't want to miss out on this day. So, goes into the club shop, spends well over £1,000 on golf equipment, shoes, Get trousers, all the gear. All the gear. Honestly, he's got the <laughs> top of the range because that's what Ledge were like, right? So, we teed off. The starter started us off. We start, went up, played the first hole. The second hole, you come back. Towards the first tee, no Sean sent Ledger. I'm like, where's where's Ledger? He was supposed to be in your group behind, weren't he? I said, oh, you never guess what's happened. He stood on the first tee. Obviously, the starters on the tee. Sean sent Ledger. He's made three of the biggest divots the starter has ever seen. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Says, I'm really sorry, Sean, but you're not allowed on the course. <laughs> <laughs> he just spent a grand in club chop. 
Went a grand, a grand in club shop, put his, put, put his clubs in the R8 and fucked off. <laughs> I imagine them clubs have never been seen since. Yeah. Honestly. I, I was like, oh, my, I couldn't believe it. Any other course where you, you don't have a starter, obviously, it would got away with it. But, yeah, so, as I said, spent well over a grand and then and then never actually to golf ball. It would have been a surprise for him that you had to have golf clubs or something. He'll have been expecting them to be handed to him as he walked up. Pulled it yeah, the here, here, Sean, there's, there's a set of ping, ping, uh, ping irons here for you, Sean. We'll, <laughs> we'll, put your, we'll put your shoes on, we'll tie your shoes for you, no problem, uh, Mr. St. Ledger. What a fella, man. Biggest surprise is you telling us a story we've not heard before. Have I not told that one before? No, can't believe you've never heard that. Oh, right, I just, uh, I just thought I'd throw it in from the golfing theme today. <laughs> What a boy. Hey, anybody uh, who's got tickets for the for the Sunderland show, we put it out on Twitter today and everybody should have an email, but we've had to change venues. The uh, the, the stage has collapsed, apparently. It's, uh, yeah. it's caved in, at the uh, previous venue. So, well, to be fair, the fact that the stage has collapsed, it's, uh, it's saved Brownie's ass collapsing on the stage, hasn't it? Cause he... <laughs> to be fair, it's probably better that it's happened now. I know. Unless Rick Waller's doing a turn, I don't think there'd be a bigger unit than you turning out between now and then. Oh, dear. <laughs> Put a stone and a half on your send this last six weeks. It's been moved to the Roker Hotel, which is a very good spot. Is it? A lot yeah. of people have said it's it, all good, it's better. Yeah, oh, it's a good spot well. right in the seafront. So if you... Oh. <laughs> I'm not well, sure what that's got to do with anything like yeah. Have we got a sea view from the stage? Or... <laughs> but it, it doesn't really matter what's outside the outside the hotel, does it? We're not going to see it. Yeah, well, it's picturesque. Oh, lovely. I think it's eight minutes away from uh, the previous venue, so it shouldn't shouldn't be putting anybody out too much. No, no. Alex, well, we can't know about it, can we? If there's no stage, no, no stage, stage no, no stage, no show. Nah. But I'm looking forward to Alex Ray's funny lad. Nicky Hunt. This week, two parter. Yeah. Yes, one one of two parter. One of my favourites, I think. I really enjoyed it. The Jackie story. My God. Oh yeah, that's that's in my top five stories. I think. Yeah, well, it's a two parter. We've been bolting heavy these first. We few, haven't. Oh. Are you are you fixing this, Chris? No, no, do with me. No, do with me. We'll be mixing it up in the next few weeks. Well, we've got Darren Ockerby coming up, haven't we? Stuart Downing. Yes. Uh, but the waiting. tickets are on sale for the rest of the live shows, aren't they? They're all available if you if you want to go onto the website. The, I think the link's on the at the top of the Twitter and there's tickets still available for some of the some of the shows if you want to come on down. It'll soon be here, by the way. My anxiety's kicking in already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Into the doctors. Any chance I get some calms tablets, please, doctor. <laughs> Fuck's you're gonna be like, you're gonna be like, you know, for this tour, the duration of this tour, you're gonna be like Rabsy and Nesbit, you just sweating, just sweating, blind shitting for six weeks, <laughs> blind shitting drunk for six weeks. Never I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm only turning up for the after show music. <laughs> well, it's Sunderland, you can go and get an ice cream, can't you, and sit on beach? Oh, for yeah, <laughs> the stars will be out, we'll see the stars. You might, as well, you might as well order us four deck chairs for after that. We'll sit and have a fish and chip supper on Sunderland Seafront. Right, so we're getting Nicky in? Yeah, yeah. we're getting him in. Plus, I need a shower. I'm tired.
Nick Young, how are we doing? Very good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure for me, this pleasure for me. I've been yeah. wanting to do this for quite a long time. Chat's quite a long time. Been wanting to You've do been this. wanting to do, come on with us, fucking idiot. Yeah, come on with you, fucking idiot. This is like the ultimate for me. For me personally, this is the ultimate. So have you watched a few? And... Oh, yeah, I've watched a few. Yeah, I've watched a few. Yeah, Stephen Bywater, I watched him. It's not out yet. Oh, is it? <laughs> You will though when it comes out. Oh yeah, when it comes out. Be, yeah. That's because we were talking about it before. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh no, going? yeah. I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah very well. Yeah, enjoying me uh, bit of golfing at the minute, and then yeah, um, start a start a proper job. I'll say proper job in September at Bolton School. So very looking forward to that. So you start, you're half still playing a little bit though. Aren't you? I'm half still playing Ashton United. Yeah, with my mate, he's the manager. I'm doing all the first team coaching. Uh, registers the player, but I think personally, I'll, I'll be playing about five games this season, five or ten games if I can. But I'll keep myself fit, I keep myself trim, and that, and then lockdown belly. Always catch up with you. Don't you tell me about that. <laughs> don't tell me at all. So, what are you doing at school? Uh, taking their under 15s, right? Bolton school under 15s. And so, we have a game every Saturday morning, uh, and then I'll take training Wednesday and Thursday uh, after school, obviously. And then hopefully with a view to Keeping. you know carry on progressing it and see if I can take maybe the the elevens and twelves maybe on like a Monday or Tuesday. I don't just want to be there for three days. I want to yeah. be there for, no five you keep days. Keep your hand in football. You're not like when you you're not caretaker or something. When you said you got a job at school, <laughs> imagine. <yeah. laughs> I got full. I brought keys. Really, outside, yeah. <laughs> hey, they got a lovely setup there. By the way, oh, they got a lovely setup. Nice pool and that, which you free free to use, free gym. Oh. it's like uh, it's like David Lloyd's, but it's, uh, it's 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 nice to be fair. Is it really just a nice. public school? Well, public no private school. Right. Yeah, private school, but they've got all the the, the massive on football, rugby, and cricket. For me, that's great. I, getting I, bit, I, they're getting I don't, big I, up now, aren't they? Yeah. I hope off instead of watching. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I get them up to outstanding. They're only good at minutes. So <laughs> be outstanding. Would you like to go into coaching and all that then? Yes, yeah, that's my next step. I've done all my badge. Well, I've done my uh, B&A. Um, just need to do the pro license, but it's 10 grand. Uh, I'm sure you can help me out with that, Park, if you can. Well, we're not fucking paying that much. <laughs> we're all gonna, we're all gonna pay you, but you said how much you wanted to come on, so you, you just fuck your fee up. <laughs> You all was, you all fucking yeah. barbell. Shit, yeah, okay, I'll take that. What is it, 30 quid? 30 quid, I had four pints on me. That's all right, 30 quid. No, I've but got yeah. your third biggest name to come out of West Horton. After, After who? Robert Shaw. Fucking hell, Robert Shaw. Oscar, Oscar nominated, Jaws. Bloody Weatherspoons is named after him. In West Horton? Yeah, he's is from West Horton. called the Robert Shaw Weatherspoons? Yeah. Never fucking knew that. I was saying that, I'm, I'm always like that when I, when I walk in. <laughs> <laughs> so Franny Lee. Oh yeah, finally, yeah, World Cup winner. You've got to give him that one. I'll give him that. I'll take. Yeah. I'll take second. I'll fuck Robert Short. Fucking job. Fucking shit. It's not even a real shot. It's a plastic, plastic shot. Are you not? Oh, you're all rich, aren't you? Not Orton. Yeah. I thought you were going to throw yourself in because I know it's got I, second I, most oh, famous. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. I found Franny Lee afterwards, uh, so I added him in. Oh, you're an Orich lad, are you? Yeah. Orich, yeah. yeah. So go on, How, what, what number are you in Orich? Famous. <laughs> number one, there's no number fucking one. Here, it's, yeah. like, <laughs> it's, a, it's either that or fucking postman. <laughs> Milkman's in at number three <laughs> for his services to Orich. <laughs> They're still singing the song. We all want a team in Nicky Hunt. Yeah, I believe so, yeah, yeah. Um, I went, when did I go? Uh, a couple of years ago, I went and I did the half-time draw and that, and they, was, they were, you know, under the scoreboard end, the... Uh, the 
what do you call them? The mad lot, I'd call them. The, yeah. the true diehards that are owned at scoreboard, you know, in, in that corner. And they were all, they were all singing uh, Nicky Hunt songs, which is great, great for me. Obviously, it's great. Um, it's great to listen to, but yeah. Were you a Bolton fan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was at Burnham Park when I was a kid with my dad and my uncle. Used to go all the time in Great Lever End. We couldn't afford, uh, was it Manny, no, Manny Road. What was the opposite Manny Road where they all the posh, Posh people sat. I can't remember what stand it was. Couldn't Should be looking at you, really. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't afford them. Bolton fan. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't afford them seats, so we were greatly either green seats behind goal. Must have been a, a proud moment when you sat down and you thought. Yeah, yeah even I mean, even as a as a young lad. Yeah, I mean, I, I was at Man U till I was I was at Man United from ten till I think ten till fifteen or ten till fourteen, fifteen maybe, and then signed at Bolton under Martin Dobson. Uh, he's not bless him. He's not here no more. Uh, but he he. You know, he signed me uh, and then, yeah, uh, graduated from there and then signed my first professional contract at 17. Uh, yeah, fantastic for me, that. Great. It was in the first team when you... When I was 17. Doing your IT. So when I, Kevin Nolan had just broke through. He was like a year and a half. Was he... Well, he'll kill me for saying this. I don't even know how old he is. I'll, I'll say two years old. He'll probably come out and say I'm about... He's about eight months old, don't he? But <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, Kevin Nolan, he was there. He just broke through. Uh, and then we had like Per Franson, Michael Johansson, uh, Jussi Askelein, and he was goalkeeper. Goodney Bergson was there, big Icelandic centre half. Uh, There's Lord Dean Olsworth was there, Michael Ricketts was there. Like people that the players that had done a lot in the, a lot in the game. Dino been member of the Crazy Gang, hadn't he? Yeah. Uh, but he had his slip back hair. I was always jealous. He's always jealous. Yeah. 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 And his headband as well. I was always jealous. His fucking headband. <laughs> always jealous. Oh, he had headband training. It was slick, wasn't it? I mean, oh, slick, yeah. slick. Like brill cream slick. Yeah. 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 Almost a bit creepy slick, though, at the same time. What, a, bit bit sleazy. Sleazy. Like, a bit sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> like. Are you the owner of Luke Yes. Yeah, you left it running. I ain't ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the owner either, it's his missus. Okay, at least he's still there, pal. Oh, no. <laughs> oh fucking really. hell. That was brilliant. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you go, man? Oh my god, imagine that. Sorry, love you, Carl. I've been nicked. Oh, what's happened? Well, I left well, nothing, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 it's left door open as well. He just fucked my head and fucked up. So the Asian, the those the the, the Established pros that were by there way, already. That is cutting, by the way, because if she watches that, sorry, love, I left the car running. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, do they use you in them um, established pros? Uh, yes and no. I mean, back then, you now you can't get away with anything, can no. you? You know, like as a youth team player, you you don't even clean boots and stuff like that. But we had to clean the toilets, clean the showers, clean the boots. But now you don't get away with any of that. But to be fair, Dino, uh, Michael Ricketts, Goodney Bergson, Perfran, Simon Charlton was there. Really, really good pros. And they, they guided you along, to be fair. So we didn't really get a tough time of it. But uh, I can imagine maybe the, you know, five years pre predecessors to us would be, there would be literally be in the shower, stick. stuff thrown at them and stuff like that, heads down toilets and stuff like that, just as initiation and stuff. But it's I all think, kind of I don't think, I don't think it's good how it is now. I think, nah. that, I think that were good. Yeah. Not, not putting, maybe not putting some oh, head down. Too no, but, <laughs> yeah, not putting some head down shit like that. Maybe that's a little bit too far, <laughs> but all that sort of stuff, your jobs and all that, we speak about it all the time, don't we? Yeah. It and just think you got off lightly? 
yeah, but no, in initiations. There were initiations, yeah. yeah. There, were, there were songs and stuff like that. There was uh, stuff that you had to do. I'm not going to go into graphic detail and stuff, but there was, you know, that it, it, it was embarrassing for some people. If you weren't, you know, if you weren't, how do I word this? If you weren't at one with yourself, like, I'm not mean getting naked or anything like that. I'm just mean being put in a situation where everyone's there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're in a you're 16, 17 year old. Yeah. And it's like, this is it. This is it for you, basically. And how are you? Oh, I was fine. Don't worry about me. I've got a great singing voice. I'm fucking done. <laughs> Don't worry about that. I'm fucking fine. <laughs> so yeah, but you know, a few of them sunk and it, it didn't bode well. It, it shouldn't have done, but it didn't bode well for them because they didn't earn the respect that, oh, it took, sorry, it took longer to earn the respect to the pros than it should have done, uh, than it would have done if, if you just smashed it first off. But yeah. not everyone can do that. No. Do you know what I mean? I'm I still can't do it now. I hate, I hate it now. Really? Pretty serious, yeah. Anything like that. Just I'd, in front of yeah. on the, under the spotlight. Yeah. yeah. The thing is though, with it, you know, if you just go, they're not expecting you to be fucking Tom Jones. Oh no, that's the stupid no. thing you know about it. Yeah. If you just go, right, and you just fucking give it your bollocks. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you sound like fucking two fighting cats. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just go and give it your bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll get more. Honestly, you learn more respect doing that than than not doing it. Yeah. All. Like, I still like I, I'm Ashton United now, and there's still even previously in the couple of two three years previous to this. There was lads that you know did initiations on uh, away games, coming back on team coaches, that just refused to do it, and they say, "Oh, we'll pay fifty quid, or pay hundred quid, or two hundred quid," and we're like, "Yeah, it's not about that. Like, it's it? not about that." Yeah. On the way back from an away game, got a few beers on the, yeah. on the coach, and that everyone just wants to hear you make a tip <laughs> yourself, basically. Do you know what I mean? Even if you can't sing, mm. but some lads are just they're just still now to this day point blank refused. Yeah. It's mad the one that people would. Be willing to pay that much money just yeah, to, just to not not sing just just 30, thirty seconds 30 of a song, song yeah. and you, or, or two hundred quid. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And they'll just <laughs> do take it now, that. Yeah, do it now. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's mad, honestly. I don't know how they do Unless it. Unless I've got a if I had a drink, maybe different. Yeah. But fuck me yeah it's crazy yeah, I, mean, <laughs> Friday night in an hotel, I know yeah. that's the worst yeah. though you oh, just finish no, your pasta yeah. and you get the yeah, tap on the glass tap on the glass <laughs> <laughs> oh no you know it's coming like, I eat your pasta as well because you know it's coming like. <laughs> you want a few nights out in Warrington right? yes uh, fucking hell yeah when I, when I the first ever one was in Warrington Sound Centre when Mr Smith was there I don't know if any I've you know it. it's like no. a nightclub called Mr Smith so uh, I, I think we were only 16 what were we 17, 18 must be 17, 18 so he gets out, goes into this uh, Yates's bar or Revolution bar, and like uh, all lads are there. Chris Downey, me, uh, Danny Flanagan, all Irish lads are there. Um, Chris Williams, goalkeeper. You all got your best gear and all. Yeah. Oh, we're like, yeah, like kickers to the max. Like, <laughs> honestly, had, what, you know what I mean? Like proper, because we were only like 16, we should have Ben Sherman. Oh, Ben Sherman's were there. Yeah. Ben Sherman's were there. <laughs> Levi Jeans and then uh, kickers on. But gets in this bar, Yates's and that. So. There's a, we're all we're all dancing, getting on. Uh, we we used to have um, Smirnoff Ice and Blue Wicked in a pint glass. Fuck knows what it's called, but it's lethal. It sounds it's like, delightful. Oh, it's loopy juice. Like you're just in a pint glass, you're just necking them because it tastes like pop. Until your teeth start falling out about twelve o'clock. <laughs> that much fucking sugar in your mouth. But anyway, so we get to this uh, Yates's bar, and there's there's this um, uh, lady. I call her lady, and her daughter. They were out. And she gets a dance floor and the mum just starts taking a top off on dance floor. And wait, 16, 17, 18, lads. Oh, fucking, I bet there was some we're fucking like, like that. We're just, pints were down like that. We're just sat there like that. 
what's going on here? And then she brought her mate over. She took her top off. So just her brows on the dance floor, you know, knocking about, knocking about. <laughs> We're like, oh, fucking hell, get me another fucking blue wick in this little bag. I'm fucking staying here. So anyway, uh, gets the end of the night. And then uh, a few of the lads, uh, we all went back to the hotel. And then a few of the lads came back uh, late doors with this mum. Mum? Yeah, with the mum. <laughs> with friend? the mum. Uh, no, no, a friend weren't there. Daughter, no. It, no, no, I wish a daughter, yeah. I wish a <laughs> her mum. So he gets back in and I believe uh, from the stories that I got told, uh, she was quite a wild one uh, and it led to certain, certain, certain things. And then she just left in the morning. And then about uh, five days later, we got like an email to football club saying, um, like, call her Jackie. I don't know her name. Jackie, Jackie's uh, been in touch and said she had a fantastic night with the other <laughs> The, the, the lads were pretty, like, you know, a credit to Bolton Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> a credit to Bolton Wonders. Uh, you should be really proud of them. And they, they, they behaved themselves like, uh, you know, like uh, on the, they were on the best behaviour all night. I can't, and I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough. And we were like, fucking yes! <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Oh my God. She's going to to performance stats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right, back. Nicky, Nicky got a seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, keeper. Splatted with his <laughs> working it with his hands. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Oh, mate, honestly. That's like, a, ple a pleasure to have you. A pleasure to have them lads. That's they in were the, fantastic. That's so something in my top five stories <laughs> that, we, that we've ever had on. Fantastic. Yeah. So, fantastic. I mean, the lads are like, well, like you said, like 16, 17, 18. Oh, yeah. So, young lads, and how old's Jackie? <laughs> now, well then, then, then. she's got a daughter oh, she, with her. She was a good fifty-year-old then. Don't worry about that. Jackie. All right. Oh, so yeah, she's, she good she's taking the lads under her wing. Oh well, yeah. She, I think she, I think she looked after them. Let's just say yeah. she looked after them. What a hero? Oh, yeah. what Jackie? Yeah. yeah. The, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we need Jack, more Jackies in this world. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish you told the daughter. Oh, I wrote, I wrote a letter to the club. So I, 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 got, I got the word. I, be, I well behave. Oh, Jesus. That's sensational. Oh, mate. It was like unheard of. Unheard so did the youth team manager like give you all a pat on the back? Or? Well, no. Just, uh, it was Chris Sully at the time. And um, I don't, I, I actually don't know what happened. Um, I don't know what happened after that. I seriously don't know what happened. But we didn't get any, any disciplinary action or anything like that because it was a an organised team night out. Do you know, it was it? complimentary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get him bothered for being fucking polite <laughs> and putting a couple of good performances <laughs> in. All inclusive. It was. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, Jackie. Oh. God bless you, Jackie. God bless you, Jackie. God bless I don't even know if that were your name, but God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet that was some. I bet that was some fucking bus up Monday morning. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Turn that music down. I don't know everything that happened. That's... So, how, how long after you um, signed did Big Sam take over? He was already there, right? So he were he he uh, he must have signed in ninety. I went watching the playoff final when they beat Preston four four one. Yeah, I went watching that, and I think I was seventeen then. Um, and he he was the one that gave me a pro contract. To be fair, well. He give um, Chris Sully there. Did you remember because you, you you made your debut quite a lot before you got into the first team? Yeah, probably, seventeen. I made my debut. It was against Kevin Phillips actually. Oh no, I did it before that. I came on for Colin Hendry. Yeah. At the last game of the season at Sheffield United at the Reebok, that was the the season when we went to beat Preston in the playoff final. That. So you were seventeen then. Yeah, uh, and then we uh, it was 
I think I played at 18 against Sunderland against Kevin Davis, and then I made my Premier League debut at 19. So if you got into your Premier League debut, played against Giggs first half, Ronaldo second half? It's not a bad debut, is it? No, no, not at all. It is when you lose 4 0. And Giggs good too. No, but honestly, it's surreal. Like the, we went through the, the match day on the, the Friday, we did like the, you know, when he picks the team, 11 v 11. And I, I was just twiddling my thumbs because I'd done well pre season. We'd been like to Austria or Portugal somewhere pre season, done well in like three games. Started quite two, I think, out of the three. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, I'm buzzing to be around the first team. Got loads of players here, like loads of good players. Antti Barnes was a right back. Just let Bernard Mende go. And I was thinking, I never thought to myself that I might be the next in line sort yeah. of thing. So it gets to Friday, comes to the the, um, the team shape and that. And I'm thinking, mm, all right, then, yeah. I'm happy just setting up in... Second eleven, you know, when he names team and all rest. So I, might, I might be on bench. Yeah, I might be on bench. I might, yeah, Old Trafford and all that. So he's, he's named team. He says, right, uh, Yussi, uh, Charlton, no, Yussi Gardner, uh, Laville, and Gotti, Hunt. So I've looked at Kevin Nolan, he's gone, what? So I've gone, fucking all right, then. We're spinning it right back position. <laughs> then, then he named fucking like, we had a, a Kotcher, Franson, uh, Nolan, Jorke, Davis, and... Um, I can't remember who it was on right wing. Anyway, so we did this 11 v 11 for about half an hour. Gets in, sign changing room. I just remember looking at Kev. I said, he said, you're fucking on it, aren't you? You'll be on it tomorrow. You'll be on it tomorrow. I said, fucking hell, will I? I'll be so Kev's on only two years older than you, but he's it, yeah. been in the team. He's been, he, he broke through the previous year. Yeah. I think he played like 20 games or something the previous year. And he was like the, the new prodigy. Yeah. You know, like, because he's, and, and I, little did I know, I was on that journey to be the next one after him yeah. sort of thing. So yeah, we get to uh, Devere White's Hotel on the Saturday, 12 o'clock. And, but the fans could come in for a drink. Like, it, it was that like, mad. Relaxed. Yeah, it was, so fans are all having a bevy at the, the, the bar while we just had our pre-match and just sitting down and they're all coming over to us. Looking forward to today, lads, yeah. Obviously, they, don't, they didn't know the team. They didn't know me, really. Yeah. They didn't know the team, speaking to all the, the, you know, the, the lads that have been playing. You think that helped you? I think it. I you know, like, I mean, you're like you're probably more relaxed than if you just all sat in a room and all the experienced lads are just sat normal. And yeah, you're, and you're there like, oh my fucking god. What's yeah, here? what's going? Yeah, it probably did actually. For, yeah, for, yeah, but they didn't necessarily came over to me. They, you know, shook shook everyone's hand and that, and had a pint and that. But yeah, it probably did. To be fair, back, it probably it probably made me feel a bit more involved in the team than maybe I would have done if we'd have just been in like a room like this. Yeah, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been as formal. It probably, yeah. it probably did chill me out. It's still a bit. massive thing, isn't it? For making your Premier League debut at mm. Old Trafford, it's going to take a lot to ease their nerves. I mm. imagine. Well, yeah, you know, uh, I knowing remember... that you've got gigs to start off with. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. We went through the uh, pre-match analysis at like uh, uh, before we left the the ground. It was like at eleven o'clock or like half eleven, and you put their team up, their predictive team, and you're thinking, fucking Ferdinand, um, Giggs, Skulls, Keane. Uh, who was on the right that day? Van Nistelrooy up top, uh, and you're thinking, fuck, you know, like. But there's all this hype about Ronaldo, like he signed four days before or something like that, three days before, like this 18 year old goofy kid, slick back hair, acne. So in a way, you're thinking, get him on. Yeah, I'd rather more gigs in I'd rather Ronaldo than yeah. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Let's yeah, the time, all the time. Gigs had just, yeah, he probably, I think he just scored about 25 goals a season before or something like that. And he was in his, his proper prime, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? But yeah, he, he just, it, it, it's mad. People say like, oh, you must have been, yeah, I was nervous in that, but 
When you step, when that whistle goes, you'll know. When that whistle goes, and you'll know, you'll all know. You just... Will not. <laughs> you just focus everything out. Like, honestly, you just, it, you just zone out. You just zone into your job. And I don't know, people say, oh, Old Trafford must be in an electric atmosphere. It actually wasn't an electric atmosphere until he came on, Ronaldo. It, they, it, were, it weren't deathly silent, don't get me wrong, but it was 1-0. And they, they'd be expecting to batter Bolton, like opening game of the season. They, they want to be 3 4 nil up first half, but they weren't. It was quite a close game sort of thing. We had a couple of chances. They had a couple of chances, scored a goal. And then 71 minutes, I think it was. And then it just erupted with, with this uh, with this Ronaldo guy this coming This little Portuguese bastard. Yeah, and he was, he was as skinny as me, but wow, he... He was fucking quicker than me. I, fucking, <laughs> so I went far up in when I, when I played against you. I went fucking far off. Honestly, he was, yeah, he was something else. Even in that little twenty-minute glimpse, he was—he had something that I, that no one had seen for a, a many, many years. Sort of mm. thing. It what was, was uh, Maladice like before the game? Were you? You know, uh, when he he was he was he, man management. He was fantastic, but he he left. Pre, pre-game to like Phil Brown or his first team coach. And do you know what I mean? Or the, the, other, the other people in the dressing room. He, he, weren't, he, he spoke to me the day before. He said, look, just go out and enjoy yourself. You know, just, just use it as a you know, stepping stone for your career, which was great, I thought, and it eased me. But he never, he never pulled me to one side before the first game because I think it, it, I don't know whether, whether he knew that, that I would be like that or... It was strange, but Phil Brown, you know, uh, took me to one side and said, just go out and enjoy yourself. Like, you're in, you're in the biggest stage now, just go out and enjoy yourself. And then Paul Durkin, the little ginger referee, he was the referee that day. And to be fair, it was in Old Trafford Tunnel. And that's daunting because you can just see 70,000 people straight out. And he's come up. When we're lining up, he's come up, shook me hand and said, have a great game today. And I thought, what referee really? does that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, what referee does that like anymore? Because he must have knew that he's my debut again. And... He, you know, during the game, he'd give me the odd, you know, thumbs up and that. Doing well. Yeah, no, yeah. Come on. Yeah, seriously. Jackie's husband. Sorry, Clean. Sorry, Clean. Get yourself up. You want the lad looks after my sister, Jackie. She was ginger. I think I remember she was ginger. Ginger Jackie. It's changed now. Did you see that? Was it Kevin? One of them fucking gone blew a kiss at ball or something, Who did? Oh, the refs. Kevin Stroud, would it be? Possibly, oh, well, yeah. come out the tunnel. Obviously, the cameras are on him. He's gone. <sighs> oh, and put the ball under his arm. Yeah, no. We had the rep. To be fair, we're going back to quickly go back to referees. We had like Uriah Rennie, like didn't take no shit. Great yeah. referee, Paul Durkin, David Ellery. He was there, I think. And um, who was the Mark Clattenburg? But they didn't take any shit from Rennie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you can have a bit of crap but with him. Of course him. you can, yeah. You can have a bit of banter with him, like, do you know what I mean? You fucking wind me up and they'll say, look, you're having a shitter. Yeah, yeah. They'll give <laughs> it you. Fucking traps you yeah. and you're having a shitter. Exactly. And they'll I give it like you. that. Yeah, they'll give it you back as, as much as you yeah. give it them. But now you can't do that. Obviously, with yeah. all the cameras, you can't say you can't yeah. say boo to a goose now. How did you feel after that game at Old Trafford? Because, yeah, you've lost 4-0. You're Ronaldo against, but you're part of, the, part of the team now, Premier League. Yeah, you know, I'd... I went home and I thought, you know, I spoke to spoke to my dad on the phone. He said, "Look, you did really well." And I spoke to lads after the game, and they were very complimentary. You know, for your first game, I know yeah. we lost four 0 but it weren't. Well, there's, I think I don't think any goals were my fault, really. So, <laughs> so you just put you tap, pat yourself on the back and 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 just go again. But the second game, Blackburn Rovers at home, I had an absolute beast at home at the Reebok Stadium. Absolute beast I had. I think I was going to get brought off after we ended up drawing the game two two. 
I, I could have scored in the first half, but then I just wilted away in the second half. And then I think the third game, Portsmouth away, he dropped me. Because I, I, I was unproven at this level, and he just think he must have thought Blackburn at home, even though there's only 20, 26,000 there. You come and you, I need to take you out of the limelight a little, a little bit, sort of thing. And how did you get on against Blackburn? 2-2 two, two two, two. So yeah. in your first three games of the season, you got the 4, 4-0, four, four. drawn 2-2, two, two, done 4-0. But I didn't play the third game. So no, but I'm, it, might, it can't be a foul game fucking potted. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I know, that would be, yeah. That would, yeah, that's it. I think you probably got, you probably went on and I think the first 10 games, I think we lost, lost five, won three and drawn two or something like that. So it weren't the best start. Yeah. But we just we just used to get with Sam we used to get stronger and stronger and stronger the the longer the season went and we used to get stronger and stronger and stronger. Did you like his uh, mid season trips back then? Yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a fair few uh, we had a fair we had a couple of Marbella ones and we used to go to Dubai every February, every February like in Tra- training camp. Training. Or, tra- well, yeah, training camp. <laughs> <laughs> training camp. Just for anybody who's listening on audio, like, it's not a fucking training camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's far from a fucking training camp. <laughs> Uh, so we used to go there every every international break in February. We used to go there, um, and it, we we used to have some absolutely brilliant nights. That we used to we did used to train. We used to train either very early in the morning or really late at night, like nine o'clock at night. Do you know when the heat the heat was at its lowest, or we'd be at, literally train at eight o'clock on the beach, like um, you know running or doing drills or doing football. But the hotel we used to stay at used to have a little uh, football pitch on the beach, which was class. Like little little alerts, you know, the little square six before nets. Is that is that just so we can justify it to the board that we take them to buy, but there's a football pitch bang next to us. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it does. It's like that with sand. It's yeah. just sand and a couple of old balls. It doubles up the beach volleyball. It just so happens it's right next to the pool bar, just, just, just there as well. Yeah, but no, that's that's what we did every February. And I remember one time went out, I think it was one of my first trips to Dubai, uh, Jeff Smith, the postie. Postman, run about posties before, <laughs> weren't we? Postman, he uh, he was the only one that I'd ever been to the club that got rejected from getting into a club because he had them Nike, um, you know what, where he had your big toe and then it had all the oh, rest the of your rift. toes oh, the with, the, with the Velcro over. Right, yeah. yeah. So he wore all them red ones out with some like tight G. He had the weirdest dress, he'll, ne- he'll never forgive me saying this, the weirdest dress sense I've ever known in my fucking life, Jeff Smith. He was a postman, but he signed for Bolton. He, he was a good player. He had a wicked left foot. He went on to play for, play for Chesterfield. He had, a, he, had a, he had quite a good career, considering he'd come from non-league and come from, you know what I mean, being a postie. But he, he got to the club and the bouncer was like, nah, you ain't coming in. So he got what? a taxi. The club... Oh, the nightclub. The sorry. nightclub. Yeah, right. sorry. Oh, I thought oh, you were no, coming into the game. Sorry, yeah. man, you're not coming yeah. in there for fuck's sake. Phil Brown was there. Nah, Jeff. Fucking out of there. Fucking no way. Uh, no, the nightclub in Dubai. Uh, so we'd all, we'd all, we were all in there. And he, he'd gone back. And I think it took him about an hour. He got a taxi all the way. We, we stayed like not in downtown Dubai, like on the outskirts. So he got a taxi all the way back to change his shoes to come all the way back. And then he still couldn't get in with them shoes. He had, so, I don't he had another pair of trainers. <laughs> he had another pair of trainers on. He had no pair of trainers. I wouldn't let him in. So he had to go back and get some proper, proper brogues on, proper like, you know, granddad shoes on. To get in the fucking nightclub. So he's been he's been refused twice. twice. To be fair, fair play to him. <laughs> I think after the first double rejection, definitely after the second time, I'm thinking fuck this. I'm getting in bed now. I'm getting a kebab. It's not it's not worth it. This. Yeah. Every credit to him. That every what yeah. a great lad he was. What a great. Imagine lad. him getting in the second time and going. 
Right, let's finish up. We're getting off. <laughs> <laughs> Minibuses out of sight. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. <laughs> Sam and Phil Brown have a drink on the trips. Sam and Phil Brown uh, loved them trips because they they did the training and then it, for the rest of the day, the rest of the afternoon, it was just, they did, obviously they did what they want. So they, Frankie Dettori was there one year and he was, uh, we was, we was supposed to be training in the evening and having a night out the night before we went back home. I think this was a Friday. We were going back on the Sunday. We were supposed to have a night out on the Saturday. So it was round the pool in Royal Meridian in Dubai. And uh, there's, a pool, there. there's a pool bar, isn't there? Yeah. Um, so we was there and uh, Sam was talking to Frankie Dettori and we were all just like chilling before because we were training at like eight o'clock at night. So we, about four o'clock in the afternoon, we we're all just like having a bit of a sunbathe and that. And um, Frankie's, uh, I think, well, who, who, who said something? It might have been Kevin Nolan said, Frankie, come on, lad. Get into the gaffer. We want to go out. We want to go out tonight. So he's, uh, Frankie Dettori said to Sam, hey, Sam, Oh, why you not let the boys go out tonight? <laughs> so we were like, come on, Frankie, 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 come on, Frankie. And then uh, Sam just gone, do you lot want to go out tonight? And no one had said anything. So I think, I can't remember who, who, who perked up. It might have been like uh, Per France or something. He said, yeah, we do, Gaffer. He's gone, well, fucking get out tonight then. We've all gone, <laughs> straight into the pool, straight into the pool bar. Cocktails, 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 and then straight out that night. So I'll, I'll always thank Frankie Desori for, for convincing, for convincing Sam Fun time, Frankie. Oh, my God. For convincing him to, to, to let us out a night early. And then obviously we went out the night after as well. That, that would just uh, nailed on that. He, he would never say anything like that. Oh, it was class. And then there's another little quick story. Steve Howie. Used to play for uh, yeah. Newcastle Centre Round. We was in the we were going to Dubai and we was in the um, old uh, airport lounge. And Derek Niven, Scott lad, Scott, Scottish lad, just signed with us. Uh, we was all having a, a, a free drinks and that, so we all had a couple of beers and that. And Derek, he said, Steve, I said, Derek, what do you want? He said, oh, I'll just have a coke. Uh, he went, what? I'll just have a coke. I don't drink. Steve, I has gone. Sit down. So Derek sat down next to me. He said. You will never be a footballer if you don't have a fucking drink. <laughs> so Derek's gone, well, what do you want me to have then? And he's gone, what the fuck is that with a JD and Coke? So he had fucking JD and Coke. He had JD and Coke, he'd never drunk before. And he's like, he had a JD and Coke, all that flight and all the trip. And then as soon as he got back, he was- An alcoholic. No, he wasn't <laughs> an alcoholic. He would, that's all he drank then. JD, every time he went out, JD and Coke, JD and Coke, but he'd never drank, he'd never drank before in his life. And Steve always said, you will never be a footballer if you don't fucking drink. And did he make it? He what? Did, did, did he have a good career? Oh, yeah, he, he, I think he played about, yeah, he played about 100 league. He played for Chesterfield. The next time they met each other, they were at Priory, bless them. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie! Stevie! <laughs> 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 I'm next to us. Stevie! Jaden Cook! He does like a drink though, Stevie, bless oh, him. Oh, just, just to be fair, because he was on that walk. We did a charity walk a couple of weeks ago. Oh, really? And we, we had 91 miles ahead of us and I've just asked for some water. 
And it's as if I'd shit in his shoe. What you doing? What you doing, son? Honestly, he takes real, he takes real offence to it. He takes real offence to it. Yeah, he does. He takes real offence to it. Well, ever since that, that, but yeah, he was only there about six months, though, Steve. But what a guy! Honestly, an absolute diamond of a guy. Steve Howie. Oh, Steve Howie's a diamond of a guy. Yeah. Is that true about you, Peugeot three or six? Peugeot one or six, that. I had uh, my first ever car, 17, Peugeot 106 Quicksilver, 1.4 injection. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, my cousin, uh, he still does it now, he still does all the, you know, the sat-navs and radio and speaker systems in cars and stuff. And uh, I got him to fit me a PS1 in the glove compartment. So I had a PS1 in the glove compartment. Well, PlayStation. PlayStation 1 in the glove compartment. And then I had a, a, a detachable TV screen right in the center of my um, dashboard uh, with all the wires underneath. And then they had uh, neon, I had four neon lights underneath my car. Purple. You loved it though, didn't you? Oh my God. Down West Orton, round Weatherspoon. <laughs> Like that, cruising, just sit outside, cruising. Anyone want a game? Throw it pad out the window. Pad on the lead, pad on the window. All, all, all smokers out front, just put their window down. Anyone fancy a game? Who's your best player? You can be whatever team you want. Get in, send him in. Honestly, it was class. Honestly, it was fucking genius. It was brilliant. Ali, every every lunch time. Um, at Exton, um, I used to go quickly go quickly go down my lunch in the thing and then go and sit in my car and just fucking start playing people <laughs> <laughs> on my own. Like, all <laughs> on my own. <laughs> own. All fucking time, honestly. <laughs> fucking brilliant. Is, has anybody seen this one? <laughs> yeah, a bit car. Uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll be about 70 minutes now. They're not even bothering just yet. <laughs> <laughs> honestly. <laughs> <laughs> dream days then dream what, were, uh, what was Sam like then uh, he was the best manager I've ever worked under uh, just purely because his man management skills were top top draw like he, 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 was, he was tactically very 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 good but I just thought he brought the best out of players he knew how to get the best out of every single player we had like we had obviously we had Jufi we had we had a, a varied uh, you know um, players and stuff and you, you've just got to manage them because Jufi, obviously, when he was at Liverpool and stuff, didn't really have the best of times, you know what I mean? And when he came to Bolton, he he just knew how to manage him. Like, he knew he'd go out on a Wednesday or Thursday or even a Friday night before a game. But he knew when he turned up on a Saturday, he'd either create your two goals, assist your two goals or score two goals. You know what I mean? He can be that type of player. He never really had an off game, no matter. But you've just got to, man you've just got to take that. No other manager now would, would ever do that. No other manager would say... Yeah. The, the player would just be gone. He'd be transferred straight away. And, but uh, Sam had a knack of bringing out the best in every, every player he had. So we spoke about Warnock, though. I think Warnock's a bit like that, mm -hmm. you know, with Tarat and stuff and other players of the similar. Would he let, would he, would he, would he let Jeff go out on a Friday night? Then? He just... He, what, what could you do? You can't... Unless you're physically at his front door saying, Elad, you're not fucking coming out tonight. You're not going to Bolton tonight. You're going to Manchester Panacea tonight. You can't do anything. As a manager, unless you unless you stood, literally stood outside his gates or stood outside his door, because you've just got to let him do what he's doing. And if he does, if he does have a shocker on a Saturday, then you disappoint yeah, him. Yeah. But if he doesn't, why? Like if he's, I, I, I agree. Do you know I what I mean? Think, I just think in Premier League, you can't. You, you're letting one of your star players do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, th- I think I think maybe maybe he had a, co- a few conversations during the season, just saying, look, you know, if you do get uh, seen out on, because he, he, he had spies everywhere, he had not spies, but he had people that knew him, that that would Informing, be out in Bolton, yeah. that'd be out in Manchester, that'd be out in Wigan, just say, look, if you see anyone out on a Thursday or a Friday night, just let me know. And I'm sure Jufi had been disciplined many times for that. Do you know what I mean? But on the times that he didn't, he was he was brilliant for us. Honestly, he was. Yeah, he was quite like that. Like, yeah, it just let your player do what he needs to do to be right on a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. but it only comes a problem if he starts having a shitter. That's the thing. But then he disciplined him. Then he'd, he'd find him two weeks' wages and won't play him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's, it's more the other lads in it. The other yes. lads are like, "Fuck me." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're busting his balls. We're doing yeah. everything right. Yeah, and that fucker's in Panacea Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> but if he if he heard that he was in Panacea on Friday, he won't play on a Saturday. Do you know right. what I mean? If he heard he was in wherever on a Thursday, he wouldn't play on a Saturday. Yeah. Would that would that affect the other lads? He gets away with fucking murder. But if he wins them the game, well, yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a toss up, weren't it? You either you either hold a grudge, yeah, accept it or hold a grudge. It, it, it's simple as that. Do you know what I mean? It's not. There's no mid mid ground with that. We all do so, respect as well. You, you're Bolton, right? And you 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 need your best players, don't you? Do you know what I mean? If if it happened at Manchester City now. I don't think it would, but they've got other players to come in. Mm. I don't imagine at Bolton at that time you had another Elias Jew. No, we had no one to bring in. It was, you know what I mean? It was, he was the main focus. He was the first team on the uh, first name on the team sheet basically mm. because he, what he could do in a game. And the, were you his wingman? With what? Were you his wingman? Would, would you? Go no, no. Jeffrey was too wild for me. He was. He was, and he admitted himself. He was. Uh, he'd go out to retreat on a, you know, on a on a Sunday at one o'clock in the afternoon and just stay there and then end up in Manchester till three o'clock in the morning. Do you know what I mean? He was that type of guy. He'd be getting a bottle of champagne and having a glass and then giving everyone else a glass and then getting another bottle. So he'd be having like a glass every... He's not stupid, do you yeah. know what I mean? He'd be having a glass every... You know what I mean? If I glass glass it's a fucking God, expensive like. glass <laughs> of Oh yeah, it's expensive, but he's not stupid, yeah. <laughs> if I go out at one o'clock by seven o'clock, I, I can't fucking speak. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh no, he's not like that. He, yeah, he could pay, he could... He could so he were, were more, he just wanted to be out and about. Yes, and he wanted to be so, he couldn't stay in. Yeah. It was, um, but, you know, some lads are sociable and some lads aren't, do you know what I mean? Some lads are proper, proper family, family guys, and which is great, do you know what I mean? But some lads are just... Not that he weren't a family guy, of course he was a family guy, but when he was a, when he wanted to go out, he'd go out. Mm. Who was in your battalion then? What was your Uh there was me, the Brick Pack really, me, Kevin Davies, Kevin Nolan. The Brick Pack. The Brick Pack. We used to call ourselves the Brick Pack. Uh, Gary Megson, uh, we'll talk about uh, Mr. Megson uh, shortly. But he he used to have a F troop, used to be called F Troop. So there was all the English lads basically. So it was me, even the members of staff used to come out with us sometimes on away trip, uh, not on away trips, on um, pre season tours or nights out that we'd organise in Manchester or London or wherever. They all used to come out with us, all the English staff, because we just wanted to create a massive, you know, we didn't want to divide basically. So we wanted to create a big family, a family club, even though Sam had gone. Do you know what I mean? And Gary had come in and Sammy Lee had gone. We still wanted to create that that family vibe and it, I thought it was it worked really, really well. That's a good idea to get, get togetherness, isn't it? Go out, get out with the English lads and leave the foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> 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 a lot of the foreigners didn't want to come out, you see. A lot, yeah. a lot of them didn't want to, they just wanted to do their own thing and they'd go to bed after <laughs> after evening meal. But obviously, us Brits, we just fucking love boozing, don't we? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So we just wanted to go out all the time, so we did, you know. Because you always like going out from the start. Yeah, I think work, work hard, play hard, Tuesday, do you know what I mean? Tuesday, like, Wednesday. 
Oh no, uh, the odd Tuesday, yeah, but for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it'd be, it'd be a no-go, especially for me, especially. But Millhouse on a Tuesday. Millhouse on a Tuesday, yeah. yeah. You just went behind bar. Did you? Yeah, you're in every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you were lying, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And I bet I didn't fucking pay for it. You didn't fucking tip at all, that. Yeah, so Millhouse. Did you want to choose it? Well, not again. <laughs> well, I worked in Millhouse and you were there every fucking Tuesday. Fart fail. Hey, what a place that was. It was yeah. fucking brilliant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you're, hey, great, you're not watching that, have you? You lined that up well. Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> you lined that up well. Yeah, you did. But it must have been mad, you know, because you, obviously you were there in the promotion season. Yeah. Bolton lad, you, you, you're in the you're in the team and everything, and then all these big hitters start coming in. You know, your jockeys, World Cup winners, Akotcha, your Campo, your Euros. And, you know, the, to our, but now but you're at your, your local club and now you've got these international... World stars around you. We're, we're, tra- we're Sam treating you know, everyone the same, or yeah, uh, massively was treating everyone the same. He didn't, he didn't, um, you know, create an atmosphere where you thought, fuck, you know, I can't sit next to him. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I think sometimes now, when when say say Messi goes to PSG, right, there'll be certain players in the PSG dressing room that will think, fuck, you know, can I can I go over and talk to him? Can I, do you know what I mean? There'll be an awe of him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Whereas Sam didn't really create that with us. Obviously, we were in or I was in or a jockey of a Cocha Campo, yeah, of course I was. But he brought everyone together, meal time, breakfast, everyone had to come in for breakfast. So you all sat together. Do you know what I mean? It it was a, a it, I keep going back to the family. It was, it was a proper group, you know, family. Whereas now maybe I don't know, but maybe you don't get that as mm. much because fucking I've forgotten Elka. Yeah, what was Elka, like? yeah. Oh, and Elka was he was he was top man. Who was, was, was the toppest man out of them big hitters who you could felt Hiero. like you could just have a talk with? Yeah, he was the most down to earth guy. That's your Spanish general. Yeah. yeah. Real Madrid, yeah. You'd probably ever 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 meet in your life. Did you be able to get him on for us or <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get camp on FaceTime if you want. <laughs> He was probably the biggest hitter out of a lot of them as well, wasn't he? Yeah, he'd he'd done everything. He won won the World Cup with Spain, I think, European Championships, La Liga. His career was just like unprecedented. And for Sam to get him. I was about to ask that question. How, and again, total respect to Bolton, how did Bolton get them players? (laughs) Like, really? You know, the biggest one, I think, was Sam used to fly over to meet them personally, wherever they were. So I think we signed a coach from PSG. So I think he went over to France, to Paris, and met him personally. Did the same with York AF, did the same with Iero, did the same with Campo, same with Stelios, same with Anelka. He used to, he used to just fly over and say, I'm like eating. Make him feel three days away from Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fucking bad, man. Crazy, so Monday, that's what he used to do. Long weekend, long weekend. So, I'm not going to be in there, I'm not going to be in for the next four days, I'm going to go to uh, Madrid, to Spain, <laughs> to someone. Just fucking sat there tanked up. Of course it is, but I think as a player, the more personal it is with you and the manager or you and the chairman, the more you want to go to that club. So you think that... that, that, that I, think, I think that was a major... Make major, him feel wanted. Yeah, I think so, because they who else? They weren't all... Who for, else is going to fucking come to Bolton? Well... Do you know what I mean? No offence to I, Bolton. I, I, I'll come the, today and I don't fucking like <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, like, them, them, they're not fucking 34, 36. Done, are they? They're like, they've still got a lot of the career to go. Honestly, it, it was bizarre. Like, we, we used to find out in the papers, us, 
we didn't used to find out in the we used to find out in the papers that there was a rumor, and then literally the next day the player would turn up. I've just it seen JJ Culture. Yeah, it, honestly, it, it, what's going it was on crazy. Here? What's, what, what's that second player with his bones? Oh, John Shaw. <laughs> I've just seen fucking Culture in John Shaw. <laughs> 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 Down here. Now it can't be. I'm telling you, he's no, playing Saturday. I'm telling you. He's playing Saturday. I'm fucking telling you. Get him on the coach your first goal. He's <laughs> <playing> <laughs> That's how it was, seriously. We just, we just, they just turn up, like, and you think, fuck me, honestly, it'd be mad, madness, honestly. And what were the, like, disparity in wages then between, uh, say, I don't know, say Kev. Yeah. Say Kev yeah. or Probably one of the most important players in Bolton team at that time. Yeah. To a, a Kotcha or an Elka or a Jokev. And I don't know. I don't know. Do into figures? No but... numbers, but yeah, there, uh, there was. But I think there was in every team in in the era that I was playing Premier League from 2003 to 2010. There was a gap. There was a big, big gap. You had your top players on X amount, and then you had a group that which were on X amount, and then you had a group which were on the lowest. Yeah. The lowest amount sort of thing. And it was just how important you were to the squad. Yeah. And that's how you got paid. Not but that It sounds valuable. like that Sam had, got, had built that atmosphere where you weren't that bothered. We weren't because no one, we never, never, I, honestly, we never talked about money once. Like not once did anyone ever talk about, we didn't have the players that were like massive time and, and always like talked about money and came in in loads of flash cars and all that malarkey. We didn't have that type of squad. You know, I, I love my cars and that in my day, but, and JJ did, he had about six Ferraris, but... Juicy <laughs> as well, surely. And Juicy, yeah, and McLaren's in the car. Six now, But we weren't, we weren't, trust me, we weren't. We weren't like you better we PlayStation 2 in it. Not a PS1. <laughs> and he had a 306, not 106. <laughs> but yeah, we but it... It is what it is, you know. Akotcha had his career, Giorca had his career, and Anelka had his career, and they could buy what they wanted. So they, they drove what they wanted, and you know what I mean? It, it was, but they, we never thought, fuck, look at that big time bastard there yeah. coming in. And that. We, we never once thought that, and I just thought the whole atmosphere for them six, seven years was, was top draw. What's Stig Tofting like? <laughs> Stig Tofting, what a guy. <laughs> is that what you always bring up that? Yeah. He was an animal. Absolute nutter. Animal. He had a, a apartment in Eagley Mills, right? Eagley Mills is a big apartment block in Bolton. And they used to have parties there quite often. Because Danish, and he was just... He'd been in jail and all that, I think, stick to Covered in tattoos. Oh, he, my his God. His dad he, killed his mum in front of him. I think and so, And then killed yeah. himself. Yeah, I think so. And he joined Hells Angels and yes, stuff he really did, Yeah, a big, a big biker gang. In yeah, the yeah. yeah, he joined them. So he was, he was mental. Like He used to have these parties at his house. I think I went to one. And he, it was just like, he had a penthouse apartment in Eagley Mills and it was just like, there was people there that it was like, a, it, it was like a fancy dress party. Like there was people there, long hair, short hair, tall, small, different races, different, you know, ethnicities and stuff like that. It was just like, you're just walking into something from a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a movie set or something like that. You had Josephine set to go to Dreamcoat there. You had a footballer there. You had another footballer there. You had... Share there, Schneider Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it, honestly, it, you looked at him and you just—they were like, "What's he playing? What's he playing? Bolton Arena?" <laughs> honestly, you, it was—it was mad. It's, the parties he had were mental, like mental, mental. Where did mental, pick, where mental. he picked all these? I don't know where he got them from. He either knew them from Denmark and flew them over, or they were friends of his that he made here. But they were like not hippies, but they were like honestly. 
it was mental. It was strange characters. Strange characters just knocking about. You're going to, you wait for the toilet and someone will come out and you'd think, what, where the fuck have you come from? You know what I mean? Like, how does Stig know you? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what you think and you think, fucking hell. But honestly, I think- How I, does Stig know yeah, you? Yeah, seriously, like, it, honestly, yeah. But he was, he was a, a mental case. Did you see many, much fighting? In that squad? Uh, yes. Yeah, there was a couple. There was one really early doors, which was uh, Bernard Mendy and Akin Boulent. Bernard Mendy, French, right back international. Akin Boulent, Turkish international. Don't know what had gone on, but I, we, we, I was only about 16, 17, and we, I think we just finished training, and the first team was still training. So we were like getting ready to get all the boots in and that, and 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 it was right at the end of the session, and we was in like the the it was all port cabins at the time. So on the on the on the field, we seen something going on, uh, people like pushing each other, and then it just got broke up, and then everyone went the, the way it came in, and then these two just went smash, punches, punches, grabbing heads, headbutting, literally like the wor- one of the worst fights I've seen, like blood everywhere, like. Everyone dragging them off and that. And then so the, everyone dragged them off and then uh, Sam gets them into the office. He, he sits them both down. He says, what's your, what's your problem, you two? So they, uh, he's speaking in French, Mendy. I can be like speaking Turkish. Can we get a translator over here? Yeah. 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 Phil? Yeah. Phil? Yeah. <laughs> I need you, Phil. <laughs> so in the end, I think he just said, right, you two, end of story. Fucking get out there. Add it out and we'll fucking end the story. So they went back out, add it out, add it out on training ground and then left it. And I, we were all like 16, 17 and we were thinking, blood everywhere and we're thinking, <laughs> do we really want to get in the fucking first team? Is this what's fucking going to go fucking on? Hell, just have it out. Have it out. Because we've heard he said, like, we've heard boxing gloves. Oh yeah. no, he said, sorted out. This he, is said, just he said, fucking get outside. He said, have it out, do what you want and end off. And that, to be fair to him, they battered each other and end off, after that, shook each other's hand, high-fiving each other. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> it, was one of the, it was one of the most... Uh, I think Mendy, Mendy beat but Bulent, psych, he looked like a psychopath, like Turkish psychopath, you know, like a, uh, he owned a shop, like, you know what I mean? And, and said, if you fucking spilt chilli sauce on his fucking counter, you fucking get a fucking whack round. <laughs> <laughs> one of them fucking psychos. One of them people. So, uh, yeah, honestly, mate, fucking not right in the head. Seriously, not right. But honestly, after it, shook hands, shower off. Never heard a fucking peep out of him again. Did you stick around for the... Second round. Second round. I was hoping for a fucking return there, but the fucking word <laughs> won't come in. Fucking. I think Boulan, Boulan got transferred about a month after, uh, and Mendy went at the end of the season. Never see anything like that again. Ever. Oh, gee, I don't think. I, I don't think I've ever. I think that's the first time I've ever heard yeah. the manager go right. Fuck it. One sorted out. Yeah. But that was the only way. That was the, the only way. To be fair, it was the only way to deal with it because they were they were still like you know like riled in the chair like yeah. pff, just go out and do it and then go home. And then if I, basically, if I ever hear anything, if that ever happens again, you're both fucking off, basically. You're both out of the, out of the club. That's fucking <laughs> That's sensational. It, it is, isn't it? That's, that's one of the best, it's one of the best ways to do it, isn't it, really? I, did, did Gary Speed have a go with, was it mate? Oh, mate Gary Speed, well. oh, mate, what a guy he is, Gary Speed. Um, so, yeah, we was in Partizan Belgrade um, away in the uh, UEFA Cup. It was the night before, and me and... My best mate Guy Megson had just had just gone to uh, having to do the interview for the for the night before with all the press and stuff. 
So we, we came, we walked back and then we got onto training. Like they'd already started training. And literally just after the warm up, we were in like possession or something like that. And we, we walked down, me and Gary Megson, and just seen Gary Speed and Abdullah Matey. Fifth, 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 fifth. And we're like, whoa, 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 what's going on? So anyway, at the end of the day, like Gary, I think Gary Speed's, it, maybe he had a bit of beef with Abdullah Matey about something about, I don't know, about his playing style or something like that. So he must have, he must have passed him a ball or something and said something to him like miscontrol and said fucking you know, so Abby just flipped and just like gone for Speedo Speedo's gone for him and it's just been like not blood but just like chaos like punching punching night punching before you were night before played Partizan Belgrade and Gavin McCann scored the winner yeah. we won one nil Gavin McCann scored the winner it was the night before Did they both play game. yeah they both played. Just both got bandages on. <laughs> 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 it looked like fucking uh, Mark Wright, but just before games started, <laughs> bandages on, claret down your wife. <laughs> Honestly, madness. So we'd literally just come back from the interview and they were just at it and we're thinking, uh, Gary Megson looked at his watch, he said, it's only fucking half past eight. What, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> honestly, like, uh, but Gary Speed was, Honestly, he's one of the, the best pros that I've ever, ever played with. Yeah. What, was, what age you have been here? Uh, he, Speedo signed for us when he was 34, I think he was. So he must have been about 35, was he 35? He still ran was, the show, didn't he? Oh, he was pristine. Incredible. He was fit. He was. He could run all day. He was strong. He just didn't have the, the, the pace. And, do you know what I mean? But you didn't need it. Where, the way we played with, with a three, you just needed to graft. Mm. And he unbelievable at set-pieces for and against, do you know what I mean? He could whip a ball in, he could get on the end of a cross. He was he was a fantastic pro uh, mm. to play with. He was up there with the arrow, to be fair. He was up there with like a, a, a genuine, genuine pro, genuine guy. Before uh, before Sam left and Megson coming in, did, I heard rumours, did you? Were there Liverpool in fear? Yeah, well, yeah. I think Sam brought me into his office it was afternoon or morning. He said, there's been an inquiry about you. And I was like, right. He'd, he'd never told me the club. He just said, there's been an inquiry about you, uh, but we've dismissed it because we want you here. And I was like, right. And then I found out a couple of years, two, three years later, that it was, it was Liverpool that made the inquiry. But I know why, because I, had, I scored against him in my debut season. Yeah. And I, every time we played, we played like four, four, obviously playing four times in two years. And I had probably my best games against him, up against Bellamy, Kewell. Um, who, else, who else was there? Bellamy, Kewell. I can't remember. They had like three or four wingers that used to swap sides and stuff. And I used to have like some of my best games against them. And uh, I think Rafa Benitez was the manager at the time. And apparently they made an inquiry and just, just to see how much I was worth or see how much they wanted for me. And he said, just don't. He said, whatever you hear, don't take it on because it's not happening. So you're yeah, here. And so I, was, I was buzzing with that. I was buzzing that he wanted me. I was buzzing that I was... So that was a positive in itself, just you being told, yeah. listen, whoever's coming in, it's not happening. Yeah. You're here and you're... Yeah. But do you not think, you know, like, if there would have met a bit, been your team that you supported and all that, would you think you'd have been like, nah, fucking hell, it's Liverpool? <sighs> I think everyone would have been, do you know yeah. what I mean? But I don't know, because I was, I was probably only 19, 20 then, and it... it Maybe, I don't know, maybe for, for my career, it might not have been the best bet to go to Liverpool at 20. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy, that, that that sounds mental, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe maybe it was the best thing that I did, staying at Bolton for nine years, what I did. Um, because, you know, I might have just gone down by the way. It sounds stupid, but I might have gone down by the way. So if it's for Liverpool, massive club, you know, 45,000 every week, 50,000 every week, and there's a massive, massive amount of pressure. Not saying there wasn't any pressure for Bolton, 
But if I'd have signed for Liverpool, there would have been a inc- like might have got lost tenfold. A yes, yeah. yeah, it could have been tenfold pressure, and I could have just gone down by the wayside mm. after two years gone. So, but, so Sam leaves. Obviously, Gary Megson comes in. Did Sam get sacked or did he leave? He left for Newcastle, didn't he? Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a bit of uh, politics going on upstairs yeah, right. in the, in the uh, boardroom, uh, and they went to Newcastle, didn't he? Is, is there a, a big change, a big shift? Because, I mean, what were it like? Because I remember when Megson's first game and Gary Megson, you're a wanker from Bolton fans. Really? Well, there was a, yeah, there was a massive, like... Is that because it was Sam? Sam had said, what, sixth position, I think, highest? Fifth, I think. We fifth. finished fifth. Fifth, fifth, seventh, seventh and eighth, I think we finished in four you seasons. You were for Cup, I think. Yeah, the, twice, the, yeah. the fans expected after Sam that they might bring somebody a bit bigger than Gary Megson in. Mm. Mm. Probably rightly so as well, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. it was at West Brom, his job, uh, yeah. job previous. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really well, he, do he that kept going up and down with West yeah. Brom. He kept getting promoted, then staying in Premier League, and then getting relegated, and then he'd leave and they'd come back. Do you know what I mean? He was, yeah. he was uh, renowned for a relega- yo, yo. Yeah, relegation and, and escaping relegation, keeping teams up or getting them promoted. And when you're, in, when you're established in the Premier League after five, six years, that's not really the appointment that yeah. everyone was looking for, really. Do you know, if you think back, were the fans getting onto them about this style of player, even though you were doing so well? Probably, yeah, probably. Because, but we had Kevin Davis, like, he, yeah. was, um, he was our stalwart. He was like, you know, he'd scored like 10, 15 goals every season that he'd been there, like every two, three, four seasons. So you had to, play, you been had to play that way. Yeah. Or he, or he also well, yeah, you're like, until we brought an Elker in and then Kevin Davis went on the right, that was your mainstay. Obviously, you could go in behind then because he'd run in behind an Elker. You could play the killer passes in behind. But before that, but it was effective. Like, we'd bully teams at the rebound. We'd bully Arsenal. We'd bully Chelsea. We'd bully anyone at home. And even away, we'd, our style of football, they weren't used to it. Like, mm. you know, they, they used to be trying to pass people off the park. We'd press them from the front and it'd be a completely different game for everyone when we came into town. A bit um, like Stoke were. Under, yeah. Under Pulis. Yeah. So when Sam's gone to Newcastle, you're thinking, there's a chance he's going to come in for me here. Or did he speak to you about that? No, no, I, I think, I think, I'm not saying everyone thought that, but you know. <laughs> Whole squad. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But it, Newcastle, Looking massive clubs, they're getting 60,000 people in every week and you're thinking, who's he going to take, basically? Yeah. You know, who's he going to come in for, who's he going to take? But I think there was a, a, a thing in his contract where after, I think it was either 12 months or 18 months, he couldn't take a player and he didn't. Do you know what I mean? Because we played Newcastle on the opening day of the season after he left. Yeah. When Sammy Lee was managing, we got battered 3-1. Oberfemi Martin scored two, scored no red kick at the bar and went in. And it was just like a bit of a downhill slope from there. And then Megson came in in like the October, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and he was, obviously he was not the fans' favourite, obviously. Uh, but he had a job to do. And he, in, to be fair to him, he, he wanted players in that he wanted players in. So, but I'd just signed a new four-year deal. I'd just literally just signed a four-year deal in that August. And he bought Greg Steinson in, in the November or something like that. And I was thinking, you just brought a right back in my... So I played like I played like the first three or four games under him. And then he dropped me for Steinson. But he brought him in. So I was like, look, I'll fight for my place and stuff like that. But I was registered for every European game where Steinson wasn't. So it was mad for me because I played every... It might not have been... The, was it the first season? It might have been the second season after. I was still registered and Steinson wasn't. So I played every... I never played a Premier League game, I think. I think I was on the bench for every Premier League game. But I played every European game, every UEFA Cup game. And we got to quarters. We got beat by Sport in Lisbon away. Got beat 1-0. But I played every single game. And it was like... 
So I had to keep myself fit because I weren't playing Premier League football. So I had to play resis, keep myself fit, and do my extra training stuff just to be ready for these European for the games. For the, for the cup, the European Cup game. Yeah, for the UEFA Cup ones, and it was it. But we like we beat Athletic Madrid home and away. It was like that season was madness because yeah. we had a group, we had loads of group games, fine, and then we we played Athletic Madrid. Aguero got sent off at Reebok for telling Leisman to fuck off in Spanish or something like that. <laughs> and then we went went to their place, drew nil nil, went through. So we drew, I think we drew nil nil at home uh, to Sporting Lisbon. Or yeah, it might have been nil at home to Sporting Lisbon. Then lost one nil away, and then we went out. But that was our biggest chance. Must have been good to do that referee under the B Tech in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got he's got a coach after that. How the fuck? Does that, <laughs> how the fuck does that German referee know that I've just told him to fuck off <laughs> in Argentina? <laughs> how the fuck? Straight away though, when he fetches Greta Steinson, and you're thinking, he's a fucking prick, this isn't he? Of course you do. You know, as a player, of course you do. If, if anyone's like yourself, if 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 someone brought a striker in. And you were you were played every. I, I played. I must have played seventy five percent, eight percent of the games in the previous three or four seasons. So it's not like I was a bit part player or anything like that. Mm. So you're thinking to yourself, and I just signed a new deal, which I, was, you know, loved it. My own time club and stuff like that. And then you get to a point where he's bringing another right back, and you're thinking, one, what have I done? He's not even seen me play, and he's brought. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He's seen me play two games yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, that's that's just football. It happens all the time. I think. Did he completely fuck you off in terms? Yeah, of... completely. Like I was just on the bench, uh, never really came on um, on the bench. Right back's a position. If you're playing right back, you're not you don't really on. come on. Do no, you, you yeah. don't. You don't really come off, do you? You, you, yeah. you, you full it's back. It's, still not really. like, it's not like your right winger, your left winger, your no. fresh legs. No. And, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. You have, if you're having a bad game, you're having a bad game. You can deal with it. If you're having a good game, great. Do you know what I mean? You, you're assisting goals or scoring them. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it was it was it was tough for me that because I'd just gone from playing the majority of games to just being sat on a bench and I didn't like that at all. Because mm. we've heard it before with him. We've heard it before with Megson where you know we're saying you're still involved, you're still on the bench. We've heard stories about him just completely fucking these lads off. Oh yeah, that happened. That them. happened after. That happened just before he got the sack. That so I was I was training with the um, reserves permanently. Me, Danny Shitu, um, Riga, Mustafa Riga. Uh, there's about five or six of us just permanently training with the reserves with Alan Cork. He was a great coach at Corky. Just used to train with them every day, never used to train with the first team. And that was just before he got the sack. He just wanted you out. Yeah, just basically. But we had like two, three, and not, we're not talking about money here. We're talking about we had two, three year deals, but we wanted to, we knew how valuable we were to the club. Like we knew we weren't shit players. We knew we weren't just like there for squad players. We knew we wanted to. We wanted to get in that first team and, and knock people out of their positions. It wasn't like we were just sat there picking up the money. I left Bolton when I had a year left on my deal. I could have just waited it out for another year, but I didn't because I just wanted to go and play football. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.